Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I'm sure by now all of you have heard about the conflict in the Middle East, the terrorist attacks on Israel. I won't get into the geopolitics. It's not really what we do too much on this channel. But what I want to talk about is the macro implications. What's going to happen to the price of oil? I was reading some reports saying that oil might go to $150 a barrel. So think about that. What would that do to the global economy? What would that do to the 2024 election in the United States? I mean, that, that in and of itself has massive ramifications that we really need to think through and discuss probabilities. Let's talk about the, the dollar. Let's talk about gold. Let's talk about interest rates, for heaven's sakes, equities. Let's dive into this by going to the Wall Street Journal first and foremost. So the stock market today, this is basically kind of a summation of what has happened so far. We've got... Uh, Haven assets, so I guess that would be gold they're referring to. This rose slightly. Um, usually what happens in this type of environment is gold gets a bid, but then it sells off. Because gold gets a bid based on kind of a worst-case scenario. And then as the information comes out, usually you don't get the worst case. Or you don't get the best case. You don't get the worst case. You get something in between. And that's what makes gold kind of catch a bid, go up spike and then kind of come back down to where it was. Usually the same thing happens with oil. Now, again, from a geopolitical standpoint, we're assuming that moving forward, this doesn't escalate to a worst case scenario, but we're also assuming that it's it's not a best case scenario, that this thing ends tomorrow, maybe somewhere in between. And in which case, again, I would expect uh, gold and oil for that matter to catch a quick bid, go up and then come back down. But let, let's keep going here. So defense energy, I think that's knee-jerk reaction as well, as you expect. That's up quite a bit. Stocks fell, and we're going to go to the CNBC homepage and see exactly what's going on with the Dow and the S&P, the NASDAQ, etc. cetera. Uh, as we showed in the uh, thumbnail, oil spiked, just ripped higher. But now it is up, as we speak here, according to this real-time data, it's up 4 per, is that 4 Yeah, 4%. So up to 87, roughly $88 per barrel. So the question we have to ask is, is that going to keep going? Uh, we're going to look at the charts. My base case would be no. My base case would, would be it's not going to 150 um, for reasons we just discussed. But let's get into the details a little bit more when we go to a specific chart. Uh, safe haven assets like European bonds rallied, so the interest rate's down. Uh, that would lead me to ask what is going on with the U.S. 10-year, uh, kind of the ultimate, quote-unquote, safe haven asset. So if we go over to the CNBC homepage, this is what oil did. And let's zoom out here a bit. We're going to start there, then we'll go over to interest rates. Let's zoom out to a five-year chart because uh, we want to look at these resistance levels. You know, we understand the fundamentals here. And when I say the fundamentals, I'm talking about, okay, if we do have war in the Middle East, likely that's going to increase the price of oil, all else being equal. But there's a lot of different variables at play, such as the global economy and demand slowing down. Uh, so demand slowing down, you've got that as a cross current, but then you have conflict that could impact supply. That's a cross current as well. So uh, my base case right now is that oil gets this pop and then starts to come back down when the reality of the situation is that we don't have a best or a worst case scenario. Uh, we probably do have another you know, ongoing war like they've had in the Middle East for, unfortunately, decades. And uh, it, it's just something that people 
tend to navigate around when you look at the global economy. And so then I would expect oil prices to come back down in the next week or so to roughly where they were prior to the conflict. So that was, you know, call it for uh, 86, uh, 82, 83, something like that per barrel, uh, because that's when the market realizes that, hey, this is more about the supply demand dynamics globally. And we see the global economy slowing down. I know uh, gas inventories were a huge build in the United States. Uh, so you juxtapose that with the higher than expected job numbers uh, that was a result of mostly part-time workers. Uh, so all these things are at play. But again, they lead me back to that base case in oil where we wake up a week from now and it's pretty much back where it was. That would be my uh, my best guess. So the fears of oil going to 150 a barrel that would not be my, my base case. Now, if this thing escalates and we, you know, it turns into something just massive and the United States gets involved and you know who knows how bad it could get, but then you could see $120, $150 barrel oil, but then that would be, wow, the, the global economy would just get decimated. Uh, I do not think that would be inflationary, believe it or not. I think that would actually be deflationary because of the just the margin compression and that's happening at a time when incomes in real terms are actually going down um yeah boy that 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 would uh that would not be good i think even in that scenario saudi arabia maybe even russia uh would start producing more to bring that price back down if that happened i think it would be a short-term spike i don't think oil stays at 150 a barrel for too long um just because you know, even Russia, yes, are they invading Ukraine? Yeah, they're absolutely doing that. They're invading, but they don't want to live in caves eating canned goods. And there's certain things that would bring that about. <laughs> you know, the dollar going to 150, as an example, oil staying at 150 for a long time, that that is, uh, that's going to put the serious pinch on the global economy. Uh, that's an understatement. Nobody really wants that. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Now let's go back over to the CNBC homepage and let's take a look. I mean, the Israel right now, obviously, they've uh, announced that they're, uh, this is a war. Uh, they're going in and, and they're talking tough, as, as you would expect. I'm sure both sides will do the same thing. It's kind of par for the course in the Middle East. 
Um, hopefully this gets resolved quickly, but chances are it, 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 it's, it's not. We'll look at interest rates on the 10-year treasury. So they're at 4.79, so not much of a change here. The one thing I'd want to point out is the interest rate on the two-year treasury, that although the long end of the curve has gone up quite substantially, uh, and a lot of people are talking about how there's absolutely no demand for bonds and that interest rates are going to 20%, we're going to see a repeat of the 1970s. Uh, I, I disagree with that, especially when you look at the two-year treasury. It's uh, you know, going back, let's see, six months or so. If you look at a chart of the two-year treasury, it's pretty much flat. So if everyone is worried about inflation, if everyone is worried about the Fed, uh, you know, jacking interest rates another 100 basis points or something like that, uh, the two-year treasury obviously would be up uh, the yield along with the 10-year and the 30-year. So we're, we're not seeing this. Uh, well, well, George, right now, because it's Columbus Day, the bond market is closed. The stock market's open, but the bond market is closed for Columbus Day. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was holiday in the United States. All right. Thanks for letting me know, Josh. But regardless, if you look at the price action of the two-year treasury, you see that it's pretty much flat over the last, you know, call it three months or so, while the long end of the curve has been going up. And since you don't see that consistency across the entire curve, uh, that's why I don't really agree with that argument that, uh, you know, the long end of the curve is going to 20% because everyone's going to be dumping their treasuries. But getting back to the CNBC homepage here. So uh, let's see, as of right now, the gold price is up $20. And uh, again, my base case there would be like oil, where I see that probably coming back down to where it was within a week or so. Uh, Bitcoin sold off quite a bit. Not sure why. It might just be some noise. Hopefully it's noise. Um, like I always say with, with Bitcoin, uh, the 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 less correlated it is to other assets, the better. <laughs> the less vol, the less correlation, the, the better. Then you know that Bitcoin, is, in my opinion, is doing its job. So I think the, and we're going to obviously watch this story very closely to see how this progresses. But the base case for me would be you're going to see a lot of knee-jerk reactions. You're going to see a lot of volatility uh, today maybe the next couple days. And then as this progresses and it doesn't turn into a worst case scenario, but it doesn't turn into a, a best case scenario, then you kind of see the markets digest this. You see volatility go back down and then you see the emphasis placed once again on the supply demand dynamics that are uh, at play with the global economy as it pertains to oil, as it pertains to gold, as it pertains to to bonds and, uh, and and the stock market, I think that most likely by Wednesday, you know, everyone's going to be talking about the Fed. Everyone's going to be talking about CPI and whatnot. And um, hopefully, hopefully, this doesn't escalate into something that uh, involves the United States or involves more countries. Hopefully, it remains regional. Obviously, hopefully, they get this resolved as soon as possible. But I think that's rather unlikely. Um, so expect oil to come back down, expect gold to come back down uh, within about a week or so. No certainties, only probabilities, but that would be my base case. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As I said, we'll follow this very, very closely to see how this uh, plays out, to see if there's anything that uh, changes. And we've got a lot more stories. So as always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And we'll see you in the next video.